Hello, I'm Jim. I'm back, and this is on the left side, the funny football show. I don't know what is going on and what is happening, but rather to help the the referee is creating more uh, confusion. Let's imagine for a second that football is a living, breathing, thinking being, a godlike sort of king of sport. If we're imagining that, then I think we can all agree that VAR is officially the armpit of that being. Just like VAR, no one is really quite sure why armpits are there or even how they work. If you don't look after them properly, they can really kill some very important moments, if you get what I mean. And not many people really like them, unless they're a little bit weird. Again, if you know what I mean. OK, that's a pretty tortured analogy, but in my defence, I don't think anyone expected goals this season to be ruled out because of armpits. Once again, in what is becoming as common an occurrence as Harry Redknapp describing a footballer as being a top, 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 top player, VAR is putting the AR in farce as another ridiculous decision took over the footballing discussion this week after Liverpool went to Villa Park. Midway through the game, Bobby Firmino thought he'd scored the equaliser only for the linesman to flag the goal from offside, and replays seemed to show that that decision was incorrect and the goal should have stood. Predictably, it was then referred to VAR, as is the rules to decide whether there was, in fact, a clear and obvious error. Well, it took five minutes of rewinding, pausing, rewinding, pausing, playing, rewinding, fast-forwarding and pausing to finally make it clear that there was no clear and obvious error, meaning it was probably about as clear as when my wife tells me that I should clearly know why I have obviously done something wrong and she's in a really bad mood. Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. In other words, as difficult to decipher as a Times cryptic crossword. Anyway, five minutes later, VAR had indeed ruled that the lino got the right call and we moved on. We moved on until the Premier League helpfully tweeted the image that had led the VAR officials to make their call, which only added to the confusion. The red line signifies Firmino and was aligned to his armpit, which was marginally ahead of the last Villa defender. His armpit was marginally offside. His armpit! I don't know if any tabloid papers ran with the back page headline that read VAR is the pitch on Sunday morning, but if they didn't, I'm very disappointed. There were two very different reactions to this event. The funny ones, like this from King Banter himself, Pizza Crouch, who tweeted If I'd been playing in the VAR era, my long arms would have been offside for about 50 goals. To the angry ones, like Chris Kamara on Sky Sports, who had no doubt that the decision was unbelievable. In my opinion, this is being made up by somebody at Stockley Park who has decided they don't want this to be a goal. The line that comes up towards Firmino isn't straight. Mm. That's not a straight line. That's, a, that's an angled line. Didn't even use the word unbelievable. Missed opportunity. That's unbelievable. I put a piece of paper to it this morning, haven't I, Alex? And I'll show you. That is not a straight line. I love the conspiracy theory, and I love that Kamara used a piece of paper to make his point. But worryingly, I now have 100% more faith in the Chris Kamara A4 method of judging offside than I do in actual VAR technology. 
It seemed like a big weekend for VAR, like a watershed moment. Multiple pundits, players, fans, managers, all having a bit of a pop at the system. Even mild-mannered Frank Lampard described VAR as being in a dangerous place, which I'm not quite sure I do agree with. I mean, Stockley Park is in London and knife crime is quite high right now, but it's hardly the Gaza Strip, is it? Amazingly, armpit gates wasn't even the biggest talking point for VAR this weekend. For me, that was the challenge and subsequent horrible injury to Andre Gomez in Everton's game versus Spurs. The midfielder was felled by a challenge from Tottenham striker Son Hee Min after what appeared to be a fairly innocuous challenge. What followed was emotional chaos, a horrible scene that no one wants to see in the game and players visibly upset with what had happened on the pitch. In the confusion, Martin Atkinson reached for a yellow card, then seemingly seeing the injury to Gomez changed his decision to red, which was then validated by VAR officials, justified by the Premier League in a social media post, and then, two days later, overturned by the appeals panel. Well, that clears the process up nicely, doesn't it? That's four levels of approval on a single decision. If this carries on, by this time next year, every single dodgy goal decision and weird offside call will have to be debated in the House of Commons before anyone in the stadium can actually celebrate. Order. But at least it'll make a change from Brexit. The only plus side to that is that VAR officials would have been forced to watch Gomez's horrific injury over and over again in various angles and at various speeds, like some kind of weird, horrible punishment for being so shit at their jobs. Maybe if they carry on being that bad, we should make them watch more video nasties, like the Watford highlights. No, 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 no! Speaking of being absolutely terrible at your job, it's not been the best few weeks for Granite Jacker, who has been stripped of the captain's armband at the Emirates. Zaka has been at the centre of his very own soap opera this week after cupping his hands to his ears and telling the fans to fuck off when being booed by his own supporters after being substituted during the Gunners' 2-2 draw with Crystal Palace. The Gunners fans, and I use the term fans lightly, vented their frustration at the departing Swiss midfielder, who was clearly not at all happy with what he heard. The player has since gone completely AWOL from the team for games against Liverpool, Wolves and Vittoria. And when I say AWOL, I mean he wasn't in the squad. Not that he's just gone AWOL like most of the Arsenal team do on match days. And now, to add insult to injury, he's been stripped of his captaincy. For me, maybe, it seems like he's being made a bit of a scapegoat for Arsenal's problems right now, which are no doubt mounting, just like the pressure that is growing on Emery, with question marks over his future at the club. Interestingly, the name being touted as a potential replacement for the Spaniard is Jose Mourinho, who the club have publicly denied having any contact with at all, whilst also claiming that Emery's job as manager is not in immediate danger. That is pretty much footballing code for, we're just getting Jose's initials sewn on the last of the tracksuits now. Jose and Arsenal are just not a good fit, no matter how hilarious it would be. If you had to pick three core principles for an Arsenal manager, I'd probably go for one, play attacking attractive football, two, keep player transfers within budget and invest in youth development, and three, handle yourself with dignity and decorum. Those three things, are the opposite of Jose Mourinho. If Jose was Superman, then those three things would literally be his kryptonite. 
powers. Raining. Damn you, General Zod! Once again you have defeated me with your demands that I don't behave like a bellend! Plus, would you put it past Jose Mourinho just to take the Arsenal job to deliberately, completely mess up the club, tearing down all the work of the last 20 years in one massive final fuck you to his old nemesis Arsene Wenger? That would be a very special kind of shithousery. And that is what Jose Mourinho specialises in. Thank you for listening to On The Left Side, the funny football show. That is it for today's episode. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get the next episode, which will be out this time next week, as soon as it's ready. Also, leave us a review and give us a follow on Twitter. At On The Left Side is the place to do that. We'll see you next time. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's On the Left Side. Written and produced by Ant McGinley, who's faster than a speeding bullet. And Jim Salveson, who is more powerful than a locomotive. With additional voices from Kieran Sword, who just sits in a wardrobe pretending to be other people all day. 